Welcome to This Week in DAOs, where we discuss about all things DAOs. Who runs them? Which DAOs are exciting? How will, will it change your lives? And most importantly, what are DAOs? Alright, welcome, welcome. So today, I'm excited to have Dennis on how I work at DAOs. So Dennis, Dennis is a DUX core facilitator uh, MakerDAO. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Kay, for the invite. I'm really excited for this, uh, for this talk. Looking forward. Sure, sure. Let's get it. Uh, so, so before we dive into like, uh, can you tell us, you know, a little bit about yourself and also how you fall down the space of DAOs and, you know, became, you know, working at um, MakerDAO? Yeah, that's, I think, the best first question you can ask. So uh, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll share my story. So I've been in crypto since early 2017. I got really lucky because a friend of mine, he uh, basically, uh, yeah, at one point, he just made me grab the, uh, my attention and I started looking into it. And basically, ever since I, I discovered it, like, I, my first major touch point was reading the Ethereum white paper um, and then also doing an investment and then yeah, I went down the rabbit hole, so to say. So uh, pretty much immediately I started engaging with like the local community. I'm based in Amsterdam and we had a really good like meetup community back then. So uh, yeah, I, w I just went to like three, four meetups every week and met a lot of people and we're just like nerding about, about blockchain technology and its use cases, right? And in that same period, like I was lucky enough to, to meet some, uh, some young people like myself. They just founded a company. They were doing like enterprise blockchain uh, consulting and development and that's actually where I started my, my, my job in the space right in the blockchain space and uh, still very grateful that was really the start of my career I've been there for about yeah two and a half three years and uh, yeah it, it was an amazing time learned a lot but over time I really got more and more fascinated about DeFi which is like this yeah I think it's the most exciting sector when it comes to to uh, crypto and web3 and at one point, I had this opportunity to make the switch to like an early stage DeFi startup that was just in the DeFi summer of 2020. So that was huh. amazing timing. Yeah, that was. Did you know that? That was. That was it. Was a very interesting time. I, I learned a lot, and uh, yeah, a lot happened. Of course, um, it ended up not working very well. So I ended up like after about five six months, I ended up leaving that company, and uh, yeah, since then I've been just doing a lot of uh, yeah soul searching and, and and trying to figure out how to uh, how to get back into the space and quite recently i got the opportunity to uh, to contribute to MakerDAO. so i started mm. them uh, I, I started cont contributing in uh, in august last year and uh, yeah, yeah things have been very uh, things have been very well so uh, it has been very interesting for me to really work in a in in, in a DAO and also uh, make it work for myself and my main role there is I'm a product manager. So I'm uh, the product manager of the DOX team, the, the DUCS team. And we basically are responsible for the uh, governance UX and the governance tooling of the maker protocol. So we build like the governance portal and we try to improve it a lot and, and integrate it with other tools. And uh, yeah, recently I made the, I got the opportunity to become like the core unit facilitator, which is kind of like the team lead. Um, yeah, and I'm just very happy and I'm very fascinated by this whole space. and. It's kind of this new fascination that I that that has been uh, grown inside of me uh, besides DeFi, and it's actually very complementary. So, 
yeah i'm very excited to be uh to, to be part of this interesting super interesting and also like you know i don't know where to start questioning about that but um so let's start uh let's ask about you know you you mentioned like you know you did uh you did a startup a different startup in 2020 right well what was the project uh what was what, what the project is about like you know and and also like you know i would like to ask about you know what was the reason why you you know started contributing to you know make it out i mean there's a bunch of opportunities right but you i think pick up make it out to focus on so i wanted to ask you know what was the reason there and and yeah yeah for sure yeah so um to tell a bit more about like the, the DeFi startup I worked for in 2020. It was called the uh, Opium, Opium Protocol. Uh, and Opium, Opium is kind of like an on-chain derivatives protocol built on, on Ethereum mainnet. Um, yeah, I, I, was, I was very impressed by like their, their, their vision and also like I, I, was, I had a really high, uh, uh, yeah, I, I was really bullish on their CTO and also like the, the whole design of the protocol. And uh, yeah, I was just really eager to, uh, to, to, to start contributing to, to that project. It was quite early stage, right? So they were still very much building the technology. There was not really a community yet. There was no token yet. And they were doing like a, a, fund, a funding round. So mm. it was kind of like this roller coaster where we tried to get the project off the ground. And also like the DeFi space was like incredibly hot back then. And it, it, right. it also it, it moved like very fast. Like every, every few days, things were like uh, moving around. And you also, as a project, you had to revise your, your strategy. It was very intense and uh, yeah, I think the reason why I ended up leaving is not so much related to, to DeFi or to the product with more like it didn't really work out. We weren't really able to get like a good working dynamic going. Mm. Um, and I guess when I started, um, yeah, basically after that time, I started like researching my options and trying to figure out what to do next. And I had a, a couple of conversations. I actually also had a, I also was in touch with Index Scoops, or the, the, oh, the project really? you mentioned when we were talking earlier. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm actually very, very bullish on that project. And I think, I think it's incredible so what's happening. Absolutely, yeah. I think the reason I went oh. for MakerDAO is um, I, I, I got the opportunity because uh, I have like a, a, someone in my network, um, I, I had a catch up with him and he mentioned that uh, they were looking for people. and. Maker was pretty much the, the very first DeFi product I started using myself. Like I really became like a power user in 2019. Uh, and it also was the first product uh, that like myself as a user really made things click. It really made me realize the potential of DeFi and the fact that DeFi was really like the first product market fit of, of crypto technology from my perspective. Um, and I, I really had this feeling that Maker really has a strong long-term vision. It's been around for a long time. Mm. Um, it, it hasn't had like uh, catastrophic uh, exploits or stuff like that. And I just felt like um, compared to these newer DeFi protocols and, and, and crypto projects that are always oh. like very volatile and kind of chasing the market and mm -hmm. you don't really know what, what, where it's going to end up. Right. I felt like Maker has, has, has built out like this positioning in the space. And it's really like this long-term project where you're going to work with long-term people. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit easier to uh, to focus on building out something complex versus trying to figure out where the market is going and planning the next step. So 
I think that's the reason why I, I ended up going for, for, for Maker. Gotcha, gotcha. And one more thing. So I really want to dig into how you work at DAOs, but before that, I'm super bullish and I mean, I'm, I was super amazed by, you know, the DUX team itself. So I want to, you know, you know, I want to talk a little bit about that too. So the, what I was surprised was like, you know, because like, you know, if you look at the development and UX team in like ordinary company, it's like they are like, you know, you know, how to say uh, fixing the UX of a product or website or like something like, like that kind of stuff, right? But for DUX team, like you guys are focusing on governance UX, like, you know, governance UI and like, you know, how, you know, you guys can, you know, um, make it like in you know, a seamless for, you know, governance, you know, participants, right? Like, you know, I thought like, you know, that idea was like pretty amazing. And also like, I have no, uh, like, you know, if you look at um, index code team, like we do have a governance team, but there's no team like specialized, like specifically doing UX for governance. So um, yeah, we'd love to hear you know, what are you doing there? And, and also like, you know, a little bit about like, you know, how we said it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting that you met, that you bring it up because it, it, it is it is kind of different to how, how it works at other DAOs, right? I mean, we have I think in, so. in crypto, in crypto, we have a couple of uh, tools that we can use for voting. Like we have things like Snapshot, we have Tally. Um, and this is actually what most of the protocols use. I think the, 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 the let's say the, the policy or like the principle that Maker is is that it doesn't want to um, rely on third parties to, to maintain like very critical oh. infrastructure. And I think w when it comes to things like voting, you, you, you don't want that to be like in the third that's party hands, especially when you're said. Yeah. So that's, I think, I think kind of the reason why, um, yeah. Why we exist in the first place, right? I mean, the, the the governance processes, but also the governance tooling of of the Maker protocol is is quite uh, bespoke, right? So it's really built for mm. for the Maker protocol. It's not really mm. general purpose. And our team is quite new. Like our team is actually like officially a, a core mm. unit ever ever since a few months. Mm -hmm. um, and our initial focus mm. is really the governance portal, which is like this this main voting tool that is used for Maker Maker DAO governance. But um, yeah, I think our, our, our larger mission is not only like maintaining that, that piece of infrastructure, it's really figuring out how can we make it easier and more attractive for people to participate in governance? Because I think there's a, there's a lot to win there. If you look at MakerDAO, I think the, the, the quality of the, uh, of the discourse, of, of the conversation that is happening is really high compared to other Yeah, It's um, super and high. And the percentages of like you know participation is super high too. I was super amazed that too. Yeah, that's that's actually the thing that I'm not not very happy with currently. So we we do have um, we do have a quite a healthy uh, set of of delegates. So people that are really, really um, let's say um, yeah they're here pretty much full time looking at and thinking about the DAO and voting. And then people can delegate their their voting power to these delegates, but the actual number of unique uh, participants that we have in governance, so people that are actually voting, is re relatively low. And that's something I would really like to uh, to uh, yeah to 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 improve. To improve. So okay. we're 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 doing a, we're doing a bunch of things as a team to try and improve that. So we're building, of course, and improving these this this voting tool. 
but we're also doing research in how can we um, increase the, the, the governance participation rate, right? We are also talking with, with people from outside of the crypto space to learn more about that. And we're also doing a lot of research on how can we actually, uh, uh, for example, make it uh, cheaper to, to vote? How can we make it more fun to vote? Um, and how can we just make it easier for people to, to keep track of, of what's happening in MakerDAO and not spend too much time? So uh, mm -hmm. there's there's a lot to be done uh, on on our side, but I, I think we're on the right track. I think so. I think so. And like you know, I want to you know hear your opinion about my idea. So I think one of the most you know, like uh, the one of the problem that we see why there's so many you know that DAO is struggling with the low participation of governance is like you know there's no incentive to do it if you are really you know into a product or you know the service, right? So, but like, you know, what I, what I was surprised, like when I was talking with Nadia uh, from, you know, Maker, she was saying like, you know, when, like she was saying like, you know, when she like is thinking about hiring people, like she doesn't look at the academic background or, you know, which company like they worked for before. But like she said, like, she's really, um, you know, looking at the forum, like, you know, what kind of like discussion they posted or like, you know, like what project, like, you know, what proposal did they, you know, like voted for? Those kind of activity is really crucial. And she said, like, you know, that's the thing that I like, you know, find it value. So if like, you know, if like we can, you know, like, you know, aggregate all the voting activity data to make it to someone's credential as a Dell Walker, like, I think that's, that's, that'll be, you know, pretty, useful for us, isn't it? Like, what, what do you think? I think that's an awesome idea. Absolutely. I, I, I actually, um, I think what really helped me in my uh, journey to, yeah, to become like a, 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 a con contributor in this space is my on-chain history, right? I mean, oh, if you yeah. go back throughout the years, there's a couple of things I did, which are kind of cool and it really sig signals that you know what the space is about. And I, I really think that what you just mentioned, right, kind of uh, making it, making governance participation tangible on chain mm -hmm. and allowing people to also build up a track record. Um, I think that's that's a really cool one. And I kind of regard it as, um, yeah, it's, it, it's kind of gamifying um, governance participation as well. And it is something we have been talking about. We aren't really actively looking into it yet, but I do think that's, like that could be an interesting, um, let's say, mechanism to to create an incentive, because that's I think one of the one of the yeah, very powerful things about about Web three about crypto is that we mm. can engineer these 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 uh, these incentives from from scratch and they actually work. Even mm. myself, like if I um, I don't know if there's a way to earn like a like a POAP, right? Like these NFTs to participate in a, in, a, in a governance call or in like in a governance vote, then I would be more inclined to do so because it's just cool to collect them, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And like, you know, I'm really looking forward to, you know, like see the movement of like make Cause like, you know, you guys always, you know, make the first, how do I say, like, you know, you guys are first mover, like, you know, um, there's so many, you know, impressive, like, you know, insight in the forum of maker. So, yeah, we'll love to dig into all that. But let me, you know, let me go back to what you're doing. Um, and, and also like an you know, audience, uh, probably like an audience would love to know what exactly, you know, Delwaka is like. 
if we did, like you know we know like piece of the idea what DAO is but like we don't know like you know what people doing inside of it so like can you tell us like you know what is your typical day look like like from you know when you wake up and you know till going to the bed yeah absolutely let me think. I think it's a, it's a very good question. I, I, I want to answer it properly because this is, this is what it's all about, this question, right? Okay, I, I think the way I'm going to answer it is first, I'm going to talk a bit about what, what DAOs are and also how that, let's say, the, the notion awesome. of DAO has just changed over time, right? Because awesome. when I got into, into crypto, when I got really interested in it, it was like early 2017. The, like the concept of a DAO was also around. Um, and then it was really... I don't know, it was a bit uh, more true to the actual name of a DAO, right? A, a DAO stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. And I think back then, if you were talking about a DAO, you were talking about like this uh, service company running on smart contracts, right? So we would be talking about ideas like decentralized Uber or mm. something like that. And I was actually kind of fascinated by those ideas. And I actually wrote like a series of blog posts about these futuristic use cases. Huh. And I, I think what happened over the years, um, I'm kind of glad it happened that we, we kind of left this 2017 ICO mind space and uh, we went, yeah, we went closer to the essence of DAOs, which I think is human coordination. Um, what I think um, has really changed or really kickstarted, let's say this, this, this DAO frontier, right, is the, is the pandemic, because I think the pandemic really forced... Oh a very big part of the workforce into this kind of remote uh, working Absolutely. structure. Absolutely. And it also, it also accelerated the development of these digital tools, right? So for example, we, we, we had things like Skype and FaceTime, but we didn't have things like Zoom and, and Google Meet, like things really improved ever since th this happened. Mm. And I think, I, I think this, like this global shock event kind of made us realize that we can actually be, be productive mm. when remote right and we can actually have like this very lean way of, of working so for me if you ask me what is a DAO, i think it's like this new vehicle for human coordination mm -hmm. and i think um it's very modular so it, it's kind of um you you you, you take the let's say your understanding over over regular company right a, a company is like the structure where people can collaborate in with processes right that's like mm -hmm. what a, what a company is um and i think a DAO is basically taking this concept of a company and stripping it completely yeah you're taking away all of this overhead all of these complexities and you basically try to start with the very essence with the very lean setup which is just a bunch uh, of digital tools so that you can talk with people you can share files and you can you can have you can like exchange uh, value and, and handle payments and stuff and i think you can then based on the mission of of the of the dower based on what you want to do with this group of people you can add things like processes you can add tools you can add complexity and i think because of the fact that it's so modular it's actually easier to, to make it work for a human being because a human being is like a very organic Interesting. natural Interesting. thing every everyone has like their own um, I don't know, their own strengths and weaknesses and their own ways of working. And I think a DAO naturally is easier to, to fit onto a human, so to say. 
compared to like the traditional nine to five with everything that's that's attached to it right so it's uh it's, it's really interesting and it's like it's it matches the zeitgeist incredibly well and i think that's the reason why DAOs are so popular these days oh uh, that is yeah I, i've never heard of that kind of explanation about DAOs, but that's true i mean there's various type of DAOs, and people cannot understand what DAO is but i think as you mentioned like that's the beauty of DAOs, right like like we can tailor like you know we can make you know DAOs to tailor to any specific type of coordination so to say because it's so modular and that's the strongest part is it like fair way to summarize your opinion yeah that's i think exactly it and uh i i, I think what the the, the 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 benefits of uh, of this this new way of organizing uh human collaboration is i think of course it's it's going to be way leaner so it's going to be more cost efficient but but not only in cost i mean you just save so much time if you strip away all of these things right we don't no longer have things like commuting and all of these all of this overhead which just it just takes up so much of your time and your energy and also your happiness i think um so it's just i don't know it's just a very um a very efficient and a very um also a very effective way of organizing people to to build complex things and, and achieve complex things and it really fits this digital age post-pandemic age really well i think yeah like that's that's true i mean i'm glad that you you know uh pick um come up with the idea of like you know remote work first because like you know i feel like you know dao is the how do i say you know the how do i say like it's it's kind of like it it has an idea of like a remote work, but more distributed, like, because for the first place of like a remote work in, you know, uh, in the pandemic, it was like, you know, distributed, distributed inside of the US, right? Like, you know, but if you look at, if you look at, you know, that it's like, it, like, if you look at index scope, like if you join the weekly call, like, you know, people are like, you know, from like all over the world, like, you know, US, London, like in Africa and Japan, like, you know, Malaysia. And that is true, like, and like, it's totally fine. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we do the job, like, you know, more, no, I can't say seamlessly because it's, to be honest, it's not, you know, if you send as much, <laughs> uh, like, I mean, it's cause baby face, but yeah, that is true. So, uh, so before, uh, you know, going back to the, the daily, what, uh, daily life of you know Dalaka. I would like to ask you know, I don't to like you know, ask you this question. So, have you had experience of like you know working at traditional company before? You know, dive into you know what free space. So like yeah, absolutely. So like you know, um, my question is like you know, um, how do you see the difference? Uh, like from I mean, looking back to the experience of like you know working at traditional company. Like, what is the difference? Like, in, uh, can you explain and uh, can you give us some, like, you know, specific example? Like, you know, why it's so different and yeah. why it's so exciting? It's a really good question. And it's also one that made me, uh, if I just compare myself, like, the, the way I, I, I feel and the way I work compared to, like, one or two years ago, it's a huge difference. Obviously, <laughs> I'm, I'm way more. I'm way more happy right now. That's like the oh. most important thing. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. I think 
I, I was kind of triggered by what you mentioned earlier, right? So uh, when the pandemic just started, people were also working remotely, but it was like more within a country or within a company. Mm. I was actually working at that startup I mentioned, right? So this this enterprise blockchain design and development company. Oh. And I was actually leading a team there. And it was kind of crazy because suddenly like there was a lot of panic. This thing happened. And like together with the founders, we had to figure out, okay, how are we going to keep the boat from not sinking basically right how, how are we going to keep the operations running and i think that the initial tendency of our company but i think for many companies was to just be very um on top of everything so we were doing so many calls like every single morning at like 9 a.m i was doing a call with my team making sure that everyone was there and feeling good and there weren't like weird things um... And I was just on the phone the whole day. And I think slowly we moved away from this and we, there, was this, there, were, there was more trust, I think, in, in, yeah, basically people can be productive without being, uh, yeah, watched or being phoned the whole time, right? And I think that's, um, this, I, think that, I think trust is like a very important component there because if I consider like the way it works at a DAO, you're, you're usually not in the same time zones. And... You don't have yeah. this. Uh, you don't have this explicit hierarchy, right? Mm. Um, which means that there's no longer. It, it no longer makes sense to do like these calls and and try to uh, really watch each other and see if you're actually working. So there's a higher degree of trust, and I think that is such an important thing uh, for human, um, yeah, for for productivity, but also for happiness, because this is something. I've never experienced before. I, I I was actually used to being in like this very strict cadence. Nine where you arrive five, at mm. nine nine to five. Yeah, nine to five. That's I mean that's that's how I've been living my life ever since before moving into DAOs. And that was kind of like the, the, the norm, right? But I I've come to realize, especially as I started growing more comfortable with not being in a nine to five, that you can actually be way more productive in way less time. If you're, uh, if if you can figure out how you work as a person, right? Like how how can you be productive, and what mm. what should I do um, to, uh, to to get into that like deep work state, and that does not involve being in a phone call at nine a.m. and like uh, being in an office until five. It's it's way more fluid. So that's I I think that's the main, the very most important difference like comparing like a traditional nine to five job with working for a DAO is that it's no longer possible to be in that in this super strict nine to five cadence and everything that comes with it so you're really challenged to figure out how can I be be productive as a person and I think usually that will end up in a very uh, in, a, in a more flexible but also just more relaxed way of of living and way of working where you're still going to be able to contribute a lot of value. Interesting, interesting. So, um, as you mentioned, like, you know, if you work at, you know, DAOs, like, it's going to be more flexible. And, like, you know, it does, like, you don't have to, like, do strictly do a nine to five kind of job, right? But is it because of the, 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 uh, the how do I say, the structure of DAOs? I mean, because, like, you know, uh, if you look at, you know, other, you know, remote work company, like maybe, you know, they're not doing nine to five kind of job, right? It's more flexible. Is there any mechanism, like, like how to say, special mechanism inside of the DAO that makes people work more flexible? Like, 
Yeah. Hmm. It's a good question. I, I, I think you have a good point in the sense that what I just mentioned is more related to remote work and cross, uh, yeah. yeah, like international remote work, right? So I, I think you're absolutely right uh, there. I think one added thing um, about DAOs, like very specifically, that, that makes this dynamic even stronger is the fact that there's usually not this very uh, explicit power structure, right? It's hierarchy. So I think if you work, if you work in a DAO, if you contribute to a DAO in either as like a full-time contributor or maybe as like a, I don't know, like a, um, a one-off contributor, um, you, you, you don't have like a, you don't have like a job and you don't have a, like a manager who's constantly watching your ass, making sure that you put in enough hours. It's more like you, it's kind of, you submit to, uh, or, or you kind of commit to a certain mandate or a certain project. And as, as long as you do that, you're going to be fine. Right. So your, your main challenge is to, to deliver the work that you that you're committed to, or make sure that your domain is, is, is done well, but the, the, the way that you achieve this is, is, uh, is, it's basically up to you. Right. And that's something, for example, the ducks team, we are with six, um, we are with four engineers, one designer, and then me as the product manager. And we have like a very explicit mandate. So we have this, this, this part, this, this topic that we need to take care of and that we need to take ownership of. But the way that we do this and the way we organize ourselves and the way we organize also our, our working days is completely up to us, basically. And that's uh, the, the beauty of, uh, of something like a DAO. Because I think for, for, uh, for a lot of people, that opens up um, yeah, this discussion of uh, yeah, what's a healthy work-life balance and um, also how can I maximize productivity without um, yeah, compromising on my happiness, right? And, and, and mm. the other ambitions in my life. Interesting. I, so I got your, you know, I got you mean, like, it's not about like, you know, you know, a uh, nine to five job, but it's about like, you know, like, you know, it's not hierarchy structure in the DAO so that people can, you know, uh, work fluidly as they want. And, and also like, they don't have to feel pressure like from the managers or boss kind of thing, right? Uh, so that's what you're uh, referring to. Interesting. Yeah. And like, I think maybe one one thing I, I would I would add to that as, as I'm thinking about it, I think, uh -huh. This, I think this this only works if you're in a high trust environment, so to say. So if you're in a, I think so. In, a, in an environment where you work with people that that are very passionate or very interested about what you're doing, and if if you have like this enormous company, like there's a lot of companies where thousands or ten thousand tens of thousands of people are working, they're not really committed and they they don't they don't they don't want to work. Right. They just want to earn their money right. and leave, right? I think for, for people like 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 that, it's it's not gonna work because you really need this like this uh, I don't know this. It needs to come from the inside, like your motivation. Mm. Um, mm. And as True. as long as you have that, as as long as you find some people that all have this like uh, inherent motivation to work on something, then I think it's possible to achieve this. I totally agree with that, and and also like you know I think that's the beauty of MakerDAO. Like I talked to Nadia and then she mentioned exactly the same thing. Like team is the, like a team is the most essential thing right and like you know the like as you mentioned like you know motivation comes from inside like you know i totally feel like you know 
because like you know if you look at Adidas, it's absolutely hierarchy structure so yeah. like you know, i don't see the difference right but for you know make it out because of the quality of contributors like it can be like you know it can be like in a more flexible way and like you know and how do i say contribute like human like contribute each other to build more great product um that's super exciting all right uh let's move on to your uh daily life as the walker so uh what do you what's your day look like yeah yeah that's a good question um let me think i'm i'm trying to build like an overall picture of uh -huh. what my typical working day looks like so i'm i'm not a very early early riser so i i don't wake up at 7 a.m okay <laughs> i usually wake up around like 8 30 or 9 or something like that and i've i've really learned about myself uh these these past uh, especially this past year actually is that i ha i need to have my morning ritual i really have like a morning ritual um, and if i skip that i'm gonna have a shit day i'm gonna feel bad but i'm also not gonna be productive so oh, wow. I've, I've learned that i need to stick to this morning ritual which usually like involves of course like showering and stuff but also making coffee uh, like grinding my own coffee beans making breakfast like i i make my own granola and stuff i have this really well-defined morning cool. uh, ritual right and when i'm having my breakfast and coffee i just read a lot so i usually uh, read i don't know i'm i'm reading up on what's happening on discord within the community i'm also reading a couple of news uh, uh sources and I'm, I'm just on twitter a lot right and at one point this usually takes like i don't know like a, like two hours or so one and a half two hours and then at one point you're like you're fully up to speed you have some some food in your body you're well rested you have some coffee and then you're like you're What's there you're, you're ready for it and then <laughs> if i start working because i usually prepare like a, a to-do list in the night before mm, but when oh, i'm at that yes. moment i can like be super focused for mm. two to three hours and get a lot of work done that's actually where, um, I, where I deliver the most of the value just in those two three hours and I, I'm, I'm not disturbed by, by uh, uh, let's say, a schedule full of calls and TVs and stuff. In the mornings, everyone is, is free to just work on the stuff that he, he wants to. Um, so that's how I usually start my day. And usually, after like two or three hours of deep work, I'm really exhausted, <laughs> like mentally. I, I really need to take a break. And I can recall like uh, like a year ago, for example, I really had a hard time taking a break because it felt like you were cheating. You, right. you, you're not allowed to just leave the office, for example, and right. go out for two hours. So I, I've, I've really been, it really took me a long time to break out of all of these norms, right? And these weird mm -hmm. rules that were, that were born into, so to say. But uh, yeah, so what I usually do after those three hours, I just leave. So I usually leave the house for like two, three hours. I go for some, uh, some indoor rock climbing with some friends, for example, I, I take a, a walk. And then when I get back, I have another two or hours where I'm, where I'm productive. Usually at my time, 5 p.m., um, we have, a, we have like a, a, a stand-up call with the team, which usually takes like 30 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, we're, in, we're in touch like throughout the whole day on Discord. So we have, we have a lot of communication, but it's all asynchronous, right? So we're not mm -hmm. doing a lot of calls. We're just using Discord and people can reply whenever they want to. Um, sometimes we have like uh, uh, these more generic MakerDAO calls. For example, on Thursday, we have the governance and risk call, which is like this 
uh, call every week where the whole community comes together and discuss a certain topic. And then usually in the evening, we know after having after having made some 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 dinner, I, I I I'm not exhausted at all. Like I can recall when I was still working for a traditional company. Uh-huh. In the evenings, I was completely spent. Like your right. your mind is just done, right? Right. But if you structure your day the way I just mentioned, like I still have a lot of energy and a lot of brain power left. Nice. So I end up uh, doing a lot of yeah. I'm I'm still quite creative in the evenings and. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, when I'm, for example, right now here, it's winter. So I, I tend to be behind my laptop a lot. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I just do some work here and there, but also try to get some some other projects done. And um, yeah, so I, I, I think the, the, the most important, um, uh, let's say, aspects about my working day, and I think the reason why it works really well, mm-hmm. is really, I'm, I'm feeling really free to uh, explore my productivity right and, and the way nice. i can be productive and i've kind of unlocked this 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 structure where i have my morning ritual and then when i've taken the time for that then i can be really productive and then go out again i don't know it's kind of like this wave pattern that works really well for me but it's funny because for example some colleagues of mine they have they have kids for example they wake up very early uh-huh. and they're productive like very like very early when i'm still sleeping uh-huh. And then probably in the afternoon, they're gone for a couple of hours, like, uh, I don't know, doing some chores or doing some other things. And so it's a really, it's really a personal, it's really a personal thing. And it's also yeah, a really exactly. personal process to figure out what your ideal working day looks like. But I think when you're con- contributing to a DAO, as opposed to working in a nine to five, you actually have the opportunity and the freedom to explore this freely. And you're going to end up in a, as a way more relaxed, happy, but also a way more productive and useful human being. Interesting, interesting. Like, yeah, it's more, it's really, how do I say, you have like own routine to, to how do I say, to maximize your productivity, not only as, you know, Dawaka, but as, as just yourself. And that's, it's super nice. I mean, I, ser- I seriously have to learn from that. <laughs> but um, I was curious about, you know, because um, like, uh, we have like only a few minutes left. So, um, what? A, oh man, what should I ask? So, <laughs> I let's, know, uh, I know. So, for the like, you know, I really have to dig into more of it. But let's um, let me ask you last last few questions. So the the no, the first one is um. So um, so we've talked a lot about the positive side of you know walking as like you know to be walker full-time walker in dallas right at dallas so like you know so can you give us like you know what is the what are the challenges to be a full-time dow walker yeah that's a that's a really good question i think there's a there, there's a couple of of um of, of things i would say I, I think the first one that's really important to realize for people that are like interested in working for a dow is that right now it's quite risky to work for a DAO, right? You have pretty much zero job security. There's a lot of risk when it comes to how you're getting paid. Um, for example, if you want to uh, get a mortgage for a house at one point, you're gonna probably struggle to to uh, to use that income to 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 get like a loan, right? There's all of these practical things because we're so early and there's not really regulation and and all these kind of structures for it that make it quite risky. Um, but yeah, if you if you're convicted and convinced about this space and if you're young 
and you can take a bit more risk, then I think that's something you can consider. I think for me right now, if you ask me personally, the, the main downside of working in the DAO, I think, is the uh, lack of, um, let's say, standards or norms when it comes to certain things like, I don't know, it can be things like, how do you give feedback to, to people uh, to within your team, but also outside of your team? How do you fire people in a DAO and how do you fire teams? How do you talk about compensation uh, in teams and about like, there, there are all of these, let's say, more awkward topics that are not really, um, um, that are not, not really easy to talk about in the day-to-day -day work that I think usually you have like an HR department for to handle all of that complicated stuff, right? I think when you're in a DAO, you're going to be um, left to, to your own, so to say, right? So if you have a problem, if you, for example, if you're not happy with your composition, if you're not happy with the performance of someone in your team, you're going to have to figure out how to handle that yourself. And I think it's going to be a very personal uh, process if you're like right. a very introvert person um, right. or if you're maybe a bit awkward, which is not a bad thing, but it, it, it can be very difficult for you to handle these situations. So I, I, I would like to see more, uh, let's say, consensus formed around how do we how do we handle these things how do we how should we structure these conversations uh, to make it easier for people to uh, yeah to raise their hand when they need to that's that's absolutely a great topic and I would love to dig into that like you know let's say like you know when you vote for you know against you know when you vote like for gains on a proposal like it's really awkward right like you know I like you know I can you know, like, you know, I, I can do agree vote for any proposal, but it's kind of like, it, I have still a feeling that like, you know, am I, I mean, is it okay to vote for against? Like, you know, if people are like voting against for like over 50% or majority of it, then I feel fine. But like, you know, like, I think it's the same topic, like, you know, like firing people, like how, cause like it's in a sub right? Like, you know, we cannot like go reach out to like HL, like, you know, uh, team and then tell them like you know please you know hire someone something like that but like we have to manage all of it inside of the team so like compensation as well like I think that's a super interesting I mean an important topic thanks for sharing yeah. the idea like oh man I'm so sad that it's already a time but same, um, same. yeah so uh so um yeah, like, you know, till the end, like, you know, I just wanted to uh, thank you so much for the opportunity and being on the podcast. And also, like, you know, um, in closing, like, you know, can you tell us, like, where people can find you? And also, if there's anything you want to say to audience, like, please, sir. Nice. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I think that's a great way to end the podcast. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate you inviting me. I think this was, was a lot of fun. And as I just learned, we're going to meet each other in Denver, right? For Eat Denver. So sure. that's going to be fun. Yeah. So I guess the, the main people, the way the way people can reach me is, I think, on Twitter. I think that's uh, the, the spot where I hang out the most. It's uh, 0xDennis. So 0x and D-E-N-I-Z. And I think the, the last thing I wanted to, uh, to say is that if you, if this conversation resonates right or if you're looking into i don't know getting into the web3 space working for a DAO, 
if you feel like you're in a position where you can take some risk, the risk I just mentioned, for example, and if you're, I don't know, if you're kind of still not sure, just start talking to people. I think that's the best way to take the next step. Um, it really helped me when I was uh, in, a, in a kind of like this discovery phase. Just talk to people, ask them all of the questions that you have. Uh, also tell them about what you're not sure about yet. And um, this, th this industry generally is like very open and friendly and approachable. And uh, there's really like so true. positive sum mindset that I, that I really, that I think is really beautiful. And I really hope we can consolidate that for, for a long time. So uh, there's, there's a lot of opportunity out there and um, you're, you're not alone. So if you have any, yeah. Um, yeah, if you have any appetite for this space, then go for it and try to, um, yeah, answer yeah. your last questions and then just try to find an opportunity and go for it because it's going to be a very, very good uh, experience for you, I think.